I would say that in a world like today, it's look, since the fall, it's always been, it, there's been a, a darkness, right? And a sin, but in a world that's so confused and so wounded and, and sinful as, it's, as it is today, I mean, it's just, it's wild. We can tend to lose sight of God and how he actually is which is the call for the human person is to really focus on how God actually is, no matter if it's a time of great peace or a time of turmoil, because God doesn't change. That's the call. And so the tendency in the human person, because we do have to admonish the sinner, that's one of the spiritual works of mercy, but our, our tendency is to always try to fix and correct and do it on our own power. And then it just ends up wounding somebody because it's only Jesus who can heal the person because it's scriptural. By his wounds, we are healed. If we set our gaze upon what Jesus is really like, and we have to come to learn about him through revelation, through the teaching of the church, through the lives of the saints, uh, through good preaching, through good example. Uh, intercession of the Blessed Mother and St. Joseph and our guardian angel will help us to really understand what Jesus is really like. When he's on the cross, he's not throwing back any insults. That gives us an, uh, a vantage point to understand what Jesus is actually like. I mean, can you imagine being wrongfully accused, misunderstood, shamed, betrayed by one of your closest who knew you, saw your works, your signs and wonders that confirmed what you were doing, you're walking on water, you're loving and forgiving people, and then you're betrayed by one of your own, one of your own household. You would expect that from an enemy. You wouldn't want it, but you would expect it. That is very possible. But to have it come from within your own house is sickening. This is the life of Jesus Christ. And without insult, he goes to the cross. Oh, he is insulted. But without throwing back insults, he goes to the cross. In silence. With a great silence. It's the silence of a confidence that he knows who he is. He's God. He knows his mission is to save. He knows that this is the Father's will. It didn't change in the Garden of Gethsemane. He surrendered to his Father's will, and now it's happening. And he knows that because of the joy set before him, to see that people can be saved and be happy forever, Hebrews says, for the joy set before him he endured the cross. So he's on a cross, stripped, scourged, exhausted, hungry, thirsty, betrayed in front of his mother. And he throws no insults. That's what's happening right now. God is not quiet and not doing anything. God is on the cross. 
That's what's happening. And we could yell and say, do something about it. And he's going to say, I'm not getting down from the cross. If I come down from the cross, you aren't saved. I'm not throwing any insults at people that won't heal them. You can't fight a fire with fire. You have to overcome evil with good. It's the goodness of God that overcomes the evil of this world. Is Jesus literally on the cross right now? Well, well, no. I mean, we know that he died on the cross 2,000 years ago. But he suffers in his members. And he did suffer for all of this too. So you can understand it on some level. What he did is alive. The sacrifice is real. It participates in the divine eternity because he did it as God. It touches every moment of history. And as God, he transcends it all. That's what's happening right now. And he's going to say, are you willing to follow me? Are you willing to, yes, not only take up your cross, but are you willing to lay your life down on it? And to really surrender your life unto death so that I can live my life in and through you because that's the Father's will, that we be united as one. I mean, the generosity of God is he throws the net out wide to everybody. It's not guaranteed that everybody's going to accept the forgiveness and salvation of God. That's not guaranteed. We are free. But the reality is he did die for everybody. And he throws out the net wide. But at the end of time, when the angels come for that net and those people, there's going to be, it's going to be like separating the good from the bad. There are going to be people who have said yes, and there are going to be people in there who have said no to God. And God can't force anything. We can't change a person. I ultimately can't even change myself. I allow God to initiate. God initiates, and then I walk with him. In that sense, yes, I have to cooperate and change myself. Yes, I have to choose to not sin. Yes, I have to choose to do the good. But the, the initiation, the, the, the starter that ignites the engine in, like, in the car is God. It's not me. But I'm not a puppet, so I have to walk with him. But I have to keep my eye on not just Jesus in the abstract, but I really need to come to know him and understand what he is actually like. If we were at that cross that day, and I speak for myself too, if we were at that cross, we'd be silenced. I would think that if our heart is right, then all the beef we have with other people as much as it hurts, we would be silenced. Because we would see the one who has the most, in a sense, right to fight back is fighting by laying down his life and allowing himself to be tortured and killed. He's the master. St. John saw it. I could imagine that his holy mass was really wonderful because he actually physically saw what he would be offering in sacramental form at mass. He saw the gaze of Jesus. 
St. Peter did not, unfortunately. None of the others did. Only St. John. I'm sure it would seem that he would have told the other apostles what it was like, what Jesus actually was like on the cross, so that when they went to celebrate Mass, they could understand what they were holding in their hands and what Jesus was like in offering his life. This is what changes everything. God has already saved the world. It's already accomplished, but yes, it has to be applied to human hearts. And so the most effective way is to evangelize in the power of the Holy Spirit, but with authentically telling people what Jesus is actually like. It's tiring to hear about Jesus without somebody presenting, hey, this is what Jesus is like. It's pretty tiring to saying, Jesus says this, Jesus says that he does say this. But at the end of the day, I want to also know what Jesus is like. I don't want to just hear only what he said. Tell me what he's like. What was he like at a dinner table? What was he like when, he, when you knocked on his door? How did he open the door? How did he greet you? How did he listen to you? How did he forgive you? How did he heal you? How did he walk with you? That's what I want to know. I'm willing to listen, but I also want to know what he's like. Because that's a game changer. So we really need to ask the Blessed Mother for a special grace of deep faith in what God has granted to the church, a deep faith in the hierarchy, the order of authority that God has given. So I can say, Lord, at the end of the day, I'm going to say, I believed in what you said. I believed in the power that you gave to certain weak men and the authority structure that you had. They're not perfect, but at the end of the day, I did what you said, Jesus. He who hears you hears me, and he who hears me hears the one who sent me. I want to be a good, obedient child. I want to listen to my Heavenly Father. I want to believe. Hello, I'm Father Thaddeus Langton of the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception, and I'm excited to let you know about my new podcast with Father Timothy Childers called Keeping It Marian. To access the podcast, simply visit divinemercyplus.org or search Keeping It Marian on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or on whatever podcast platform you prefer. I want to share with you the riches of the charism of the Marian Fathers, which is the mystery of the Immaculate Conception how it touches our lives as consecrated priests and religious, and how this mystery can bear fruit in your life, especially by keeping the word of God and pondering it in our hearts in imitation of our Blessed Mother. I hope you'll join us. Again, it's called Keeping It Marian. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org 
for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.